So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rick O'Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this now edition of Everyday Connection. I'm still Rico Shields, and still way far to my left over there, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Hey, I'm good. I just picked up Jordan Oakland. You just picked up a Jordan Oakland? Literally. I just picked up, yes, the package she has does been not, delivered. She does not mean a CD, ladies and gentlemen. She means an actual breathing, laughing it playing guitar as we speak in other Cute, adorable curly haired little Jordan Orgrund is sitting in my uh in my demon's playroom, his T V and game room, and uh playing guitar, chilling while we do the show. How cool is that? That's pretty awesome, you know. Who said talk you never get to meet the people you have you know, this let's talk about this for a minute, because 'cause I've recently had a issue with some family stuff. Okay. Uh oh. And yeah, I have a mother-in-law again, God help me. Um, and the mother-in-law seems to have a problem with the fact that my daughter spends a lot of time online. I could explain that my daughter's working on a collaborative story right now with two other young people from other parts of the world, and they're planning on putting together a book. I could explain that, that 16-year-olds at our, you know, in these times do stuff like that. But it seems to me a waste of breath because every time I try to say something to her, it's always the, well, the people online, they're not really real. They're not really friends. They don't really exist. Well, guess what? I just met one. He's in my living room. And he's real. He does exist. He exists. He's very real. He's very real. He's offered to help around the house in exchange for, you know, a roof over his head while he's touring around this part of Quebec checking it out. Um very real. He's very talented. I'd never met him before tonight, walking, you know, driving to like the yeah. bus we stop to lot. grab him. We talked a lot. Yeah, we've talked. And, several. And, um, Played and, his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Love we his, know his parents. Yeah, we talked to his parents. We've we know both of his parents. Yes. Um, so but, that's why yeah, it's okay so, for him to come over and play is because you've met his parents. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> You have to okay. play that the, for him. I'm the, sure the, I've earned real big points. He's never coming to Costa Rica to see me now, is he? <clears throat> <laughs> Probably not. You're screwed. Um, but the thing is, is that I just want to, to all those parents out there, well, I recognize certainly the need for education regarding the safety um, of our young people on so, the Internet. I would like to encourage parents who are listening to open their hearts and their minds a little bit um, to the idea that these kids might not all be sitting in their rooms, hiding away from the real world, 
doing nothing. Some of the most intense and unique collaborations of our time have come out of these young people, meeting people online, tossing around ideas and going, yeah, we could do that, and then making it happen. So, you know, keep in mind that this technology allows us to reach out to people from around the world, to meet people and to understand other people's, you know, way of being, way of life, uh, their their journey thing. In, a, in a very personal way. And so don't be scared of that. Um, it always fascinates me that, you know, his his my husband's mom is so terrified of this concept. It's the point of, you know, warning me, your daughter's going to be an uneducated barbarian if she keeps it up. Um, I'm sorry, that's not, just not the case. These kids are creating on a level we never envisioned. And we need to give them the space to be able to communicate and collaborate um, and cooperate to be able to do that. So, Absolutely, we do. I, I, the, the wildest things happen. Miracles happen every day. The wildest meetings happen. And many of those wild meetings are happening right here on the Internet. And it sometimes is, you know, I have a... a uh, Son of a friend of mine that I'm quite familiar with, old Travis. You've heard of Travis, Jane. And yes. he used to play World of Warcraft. And, you know, oh, no, he's in one of those immersive games. He never comes out. He's got no real life. He had a team that was made up of the, there was a, a girl in Russia, somebody in Finland, a guy over in Israel, and uh, one in Australia. So, yeah, he was occasionally at strange hours wanting to be on the computer because Australia, you know, is with these, these times. But but now just think about that. If somebody had said some time ago that there was going to be a team made up of, I mean, I don't know where the person from Finland came from, but but the United States, Russia, and Israel all on the same side? Really? Right. So but who would have? You've just solved I mean, world. world peace may start this way. You just... You just solved the question of world peace. Can it happen? Of course it can. Our young people are doing it right now. We just need to catch up. That's that's my only thing there. I just you know I want to point that out that tonight is a very special night because it's it's proof positive that these connections that we make on the internet can actually lead to some really positive in person interaction and to some really positive collaboration and creation. Absolutely, and and. So- you know, it's going to be, if we don't get this whole world peace thing solved, us, you know, old farts like me, um, then, you know, one day it's going to be, okay, everybody agreed. They're going to sit down at the negotiating table. They're going to sit down and take one look at each other and go, dude, we used to play World of Warcraft. Remember that? And that'll be right. it. The, the conflict will be over, right? Just like yeah. that. And because, uh, hey, stranger things have happened, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, really? Um, you you could be a high school choir rehearsing on the you know quad in front of the the cathedral there in New Orleans. Just a high school choir from Texas, a, a church choir from Texas. They're out there practicing a song, and it just happened to be this song. You've probably heard it. It's called "Fly Away." Uh, this uh, who's that guy that sang? Crazy me? guy. Crazy, Miss Curly Hair. Crazy guy, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, yeah, Lenny Kravitz. Well, it just so happens that while these kids were singing, and, I mean, electric guitar, drums, you know, speakers, microphones, so there were some people gathering because the kids are singing quite well. 
But somebody else overheard it sitting out on one of the terraces in their French Quarter, having a probably coffee and beignets. That's what you do in the French Quarter. And um, and 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 sent a friend to ask, "Hey, could I come watch you guys and see what's up?" It was Lenny Kravitz. They're just sitting out there having coffee. Overheard these guys singing, fly away. And I want to say, uh, too, from the video that we shared, uh, a real shout out to Lenny and his class. He sent someone mm-hmm. before. He didn't just walk up and let his face be seen by the crowd and everybody else and cause a big hoo ha. He sent a friend to ask, "Can I come?" Then he got the okay to come. So classy. So, so classy. He hands his friend a video so camera. Humble. Goes over there, and he watches for a while. He just watches and listens. And um, then the director asked him, you know, would he like to join in? So what he did is he went and asked the drummer if he could play drums. And so he played drums for like almost all the way through the song once. Um, he did not try to sing. Let somebody else sing a song. He didn't know, try to sing his song. own song until one of the kids asked him, you know, please would you come sing? And and then he took a microphone and he sang just a bit. and But only with like he's waving his hand behind his head to the choir to like get on with it you know don't just listen to me let's this is a thing it was very classy it was very random but these things happen you know these kids probably all streamers and boom and that leading edge um leading edge mentality really thinking out of the box thinking is for a huge name like Lenny Kravitz to be both humble enough and respectful enough to send somebody over to ask and then to not try and take over the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like when you see the video, you understand his interaction with these teens. It was more about him celebrating that they were doing what they were doing rather than, you know, it just happened to be a song that they were playing when he heard it, which piqued his interest. But it, I think the whole thing is take his, a great example of how things are changing and shifting. Um, I mean, if he had appeared on the scene with uh, electric guitar, his own guitar, and three people with HD cameras, yeah, okay, that's not okay. But it's obvious this is like a buddy with a camcorder, and he just walked up. It was just him. And then posted it. So now everybody knows who these amazing talented kids are, which is even, you know, I mean, that's just cool. I, this is what I'm talking about. The Internet it really is a gift as far as I'm concerned, um, that we can bear witness to to events like that taking place all over the world. It's, it's very, very cool. We get to see it firsthand Yeah, yeah. from the people who experienced it. It's, it's just awesomeness. Absolute awesome. Speaking of awesomeness. And, which we do, we, we do often we, here when we've got... Jane in Canada, me in Costa Rica, and tonight's guest is in Atlanta, I believe. And it wasn't very long ago you couldn't do what we're doing right now unless you had a network satellite truck. And that's right. And trust me, we don't have a network satellite truck. We <laughs> we keep some of this stuff together with duct tape around here. Y'all y'all check out our Indiegogo campaign. You'll see we keep duct tape around. But but um, uh, now we have we have tonight with us. Uh, from Atlanta, Benicia Ponder. Welcome, Benicia. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm happy to be here tonight. Awesome. We're happy to have you. <laughs> Thrilled you could give us some of your time. Good. 
Yes. I get to uh, turn the cards over as we speak on I you know. tonight. <laughs> My turn. Well, I hope you'll you'll be generous and favorable and all that to me. <laughs> oh, darling, I've already met you and talked to you for a, a very long time. Yes. So yeah, I already know you're going to be tons of fun. So it's all good. Um, but for those those of our listeners who don't know who Miss Benicia Ponder is, who on earth are you and what do you do? Wow, who am I? Well, I, you know, that's really hard for me to answer because there's so many different parts of me. Um, I just say I am. That's really what I say, I am. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, I am beautiful. Yes, I am blessed. I am um, a mommy, a wife, a coach, a speaker. I am all these different things. Um, I think the the best part of me is just that I am um, someone who loves to help other people to live their best life, to fulfill their God-given purpose. And just, you know, my whole thing right now is being unstoppable, just helping people to realize all that power they have inside of them to just <laughs> be who they are without any restraints, without any boundaries, without any judgment or criticism, just be who you are. And so I am what I do. You know, I, I do that every day, not only in my own life, but in the life of others. And so that's me and that's what I do. Rick, it's got to be one of our better answers. It's got to be one of our one of our better answers right there. I always like that. I am. Uh, <laughs> I know something. I know something good is coming when the person pauses and goes, that's a hard question. Because everybody thinks that's such a simple question. And they giggle when I when I tell them that that's what I ask people. And they're like, that's so, such an easy question. I'm like, but is it? Sit down and think about it for a little while. Is it really an easy question? Um, that was if you a, know yourself, I suppose it is. That was a beautiful and answer. You do. Because so often we get the, you know, in in life, not not as often on the radio show, I have to say, we get good answers. No, hardly ever on the radio show, actually. Us. But but out in the world, you know, you ask somebody, "Who are you?" and and it, an answer comes so fast that there's it's impossible they thought about it, and you know, it's usually something drab like I'm an accountant, not an internet radio host. It, it what really? You're an accountant? You don't mm-hmm. you don't do anything else? You don't go home. Go to what are you doing on the weekend? You're something. You know, there's got to be more. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Venetia. I'm curious because I never got to ask you, um, and I didn't get to do that much research about you because that's not my job. I'm supposed to know as little about you as possible. So um, that's what I did. I'm curious. How did you get on this this path? that you're on and you're obviously having a grand time with it because I've been on your show and it was a hoot. I love your show, by the way, Thank just you. so that I give you a shout out for that. Um, it was a very pleasant experience for me. So how'd you get started? What, what happened? Well, and just to piggyback off that first question you asked um, and why I paused is because I, I feel like I'm still becoming, you know, it's not just, who I am right now it's just who I'm becoming and it's so great to to be able to to every moment of every day just you know just be and so that that really was why I paused um 
but really the way I started out on this whole life that I'm living right now, um, it started probably about, ooh, i say about two and a half, three years ago maybe, where I really started to realize that, you know, my life is just not who I what I do. It's not it's not just who I serve. It's really about who I am and how I can impact the world around me. Um before that <laughs> I was an attorney. I was um a business development strategist and I got into being the attorney and the business development strategist because I thought that was what you know, was acceptable. It was something that looked good. And with my visual impairment, I was, you know, I just really did not want people to say, oh, gosh, she's so weak and she couldn't do anything. She's disabled, all that kind of stuff. And so I picked a career that was an easy easy career for me, something I could do, I'm good at it, you know, it's respectable, it makes a lot of money, all that kind of stuff. But what I found is the more and more I did that, (laughs) the more miserable I became, the more clients I got, the more frustrated I became. And it really was a process of me sitting down and realizing, okay, come back to, to really who you are. And that question, you know, asking myself every day, who am I, um, helps to keep me on track. And so, so now, um, as I'm moving towards just becoming more and more of of who I know that I'm destined to be and who I'm who I was created to be, um, and helping others to do the same um, is really a joy and and really something I I absolutely love. That's awesome. Yeah, because you should be doing what you love. Everybody yeah. should be doing what they love. I agree. Yes, absolutely. Everybody. It, show, it shows through. In the in the end product, both mm-hmm. the end product for the person and the end product of whatever it is they do, when they love it, you know, yes. just does. It's good yes. stuff. Where's the love? Absolutely. It's in there. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. I gotta ask though, because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Visual impairment. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, that happened when I was twenty. 20 years old, about 15 years ago, um, I just had my daughter. I had her in um, when I was a sophomore in college, and my daughter was six months old, and um, I drive to work one day, and I couldn't get out of the car. And for three months after that, I was in the doctor's office every single day, and nobody knew what was going on with me. Um, it, it turned out, after I visited a very wise <laughs> neuro-ophthalmologist who looked at me and was like, okay, I know what's going on. Um, I had a a spinal tap, which revealed that I had what's called a pseudo-brain tumor. And basically, it's this buildup of spinal fluid pressure. And that buildup of spinal fluid pressure damaged my optic nerves. And so for the past 15 years, I haven't been able to see clearly more than... um, six inches in front of my face and so that's what I mean by the the visual impairment piece wow yeah wow well it didn't stop you that's for certain sure no (laughs) you know it didn't you know well I say I say that I say it didn't stop me but 
for a while it did, you know, not in the way that people may think that I sat around and felt sorry for myself. I had that moment, you know, early on, but then I got the resolve to to go ahead and and live out my life. Um, So in the traditional way that people may think something stops you, it didn't stop me because I still, I graduated from undergraduate business school. I went on to law school, passed the bar, opened my own law firm and did all that kind of stuff. But what it really stopped me from in the beginning was having that clear focus of who I really am and really what I, I'm purposed to do because I used, you know, my working hard and I used my, you know, I'm not going to let anybody see my weaknesses and all of that to stop me from really living um living my fullest life and living my best life. And so, you know, in a way it did stop me. And so I had to you know, once I realized, okay, hey, you're miserable here. You're, you're doing all this good stuff, but you're miserable. Um, and even after I found my purpose and all that kind of good stuff people talk about finding, you know, it still took me some time to transition into doing that full time and, and really doing that every day of my life. So um, it was a process of becoming unstoppable, as I like to say. Um, but I'm really glad. I'm really glad that, that you know, as I look back, and I'm not glad that it happened, but I'm glad for the lessons that I've been learning along the way. Wow. That's um, that's so amazing because, uh, you know, you said I didn't let it stop me in the traditional sense that people are thinking I sat around and I, well, those people are letting their disability to def- define them. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, knowing the, that you are who you are now and being how you're being now, I, I, I think I can say it It may have been in a very uh, socially positive sense, but the I'm not going to let anybody see my weakness, I'm going to do this big thing, and I'm going to do... That was still kind of letting your disability define you. Mm-hmm. So when you say, well, in a way it sort of did stop me from being who I really can be and all I can be, it, it's still that same thing, and it's so rare um, and interesting to be able to see the other side of that coin because, you know, we always say there's two sides to each coin, and that was the one that how, I, I wonder how many people are miserable because they let something define them in the opposite or what society would call positive sense, but they're, but you're still letting something define you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Congra- congratulations on on whipping that. Yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> that's big. Yeah. It is. It is. And a lot of people, you know, even if it's not a disability, maybe it's just, you know, I don't think I have enough talent or I don't think I have enough education or, you know, my mom doesn't like me to do this job. You know, whatever it is, you're letting something define who you are and, you know, what you can or cannot do. And I think that, you know, in in life, it's, it's really just important for you just to get beyond those labels. Um, and I don't even like to use the word disability sometimes, you know, because I'm able to do whatever, I, you know, I want to do. Um, and I think that a lot of people, when they're looking at their lives, and whether it's a, you know, a physical disability, it could be a mental disability, it could be just, you know, low self-esteem or lack of confidence, but they're letting some situation define who they are. And I think that, you know, what my purpose is to help people to go beyond that, go beyond what you've been using to define yourself and get really get to the place where you are 
who you were created to be and and doing that to the best having fun i love this show because it's all about having fun and and creating connections and and just flowing with it and that's really what life is you know when you start to put a, a definition around what success is or a definition around um you know what your life is supposed to be then you start to limit yourself but when you just allow you know your talents to flow when you allow yourself to to have fun and enjoy everyday life doing the things that you love to do then just oh it's just so amazing it's it's so freeing it's oh it's it's hard to explain, but it's just absolutely wonderful. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm 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 laughing just because I've been down the same road, I've been down the same path. I mean, obviously not in exactly the same way, but that's why this show is so fun to do because we get all these people on from all over the world who've had these incredible journeys into self. That's what I call them, journeys into self. Um, these these long looks in the mirror in these these periods of growth and expansion and they all come to the same conclusions at the end of the day so i'm over here giggling because i'm like yeah <laughs> exactly yeah that's it that's it uh, you know it, it it is about letting other other things define you things that aren't necessarily true to your heart true to your spirit one of my biggest biggest issues in my life was that not letting other people help me issue and that that almost got me thrown in jail it almost got me dead you know I mean there's a long list of things that that particular little oddness in my personality got me to do it was all about pleasing everybody else it was never about pleasing myself it was taking care of everybody else and no matter how messed up or upset I was I would not allow other people to help me. I would put on this front, like, I'm strong, I'm tough. I'm, but, but how long can you do that, really, without breaking? You can't. Mm-hmm. You, it, eventually, it's going to get you, be it health-wise, emotionally. It, it's just, it's going to mess with your life. It's it's going to make you sick in, in more than just a physical way. You're going to be, you know, there's going to be disease in your relationships, disease in your work life, disease in your family life, disease within your body and your spirit if, if you continue to push and push and push and never say. But that's why I love this show so much, so that we have people on and they say, yeah. I had moments where I needed help, but that doesn't make me weak. In fact, I think it takes a stronger person to admit that they need help when they need it than it does to pretend that you're fine. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally agree. Yes. Much stronger. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that forgiveness thing. You know, was it uh, Gandhi said that, that, that that's a quality of the strong uh, it, it it's so easy to just sort of go along you know hide all that stuff do what's expected of you i had the i had the bug really bad that i was going to be independent no matter what and I, and i had the horrible luck of being told by my parents that i could do anything i wanted to do i could be anything pick you want to be an engineer you want to be a doctor you want to you can do it 
so they had pretty much covered everything. So about the only thing I had left to do was to be a no good Nick. <clears throat> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a no good Rick? Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, if you want to go there? Yeah. Okay, I'm no good Rick. Uh, uh, um, um, where's my drum? Yeah, I did. I um, drifted aimlessly for years, just to sort of. As if I was trying to prove to my parents, no, I, can't, I actually can't do anything. Because they said I could do everything. So my only option was, well, I can't do anything. And fortunately, I you know, got over that. But that was, again, letting others, something outside you define yourself. I was going to, you know, whatever it was. Every time they gave me advice, boy, I went the other direction. Rough that. Because they were smart people. Still are smart people. And that's the thing. Go ahead, Venetia. No, I was going to ask Rick what finally turned him around. Um, well, mine was tough. Um, I mean, I had I had danced around the the path from since the eighties. I I I channeled back in the eighties and scared them daylights out of me. So I again ran the other direction. It was it became a life pattern really that running the other direction thing, and. Um, it, it so, but it came to an end rather abruptly, uh, and at the end of 2007, I I croaked briefly, as Abraham would put it, um, and uh, very briefly I was already in the emergency room. Thank heavens, wonderful medical people. But then I spent about three days in some weird comatose thing, came back and was like, "All right, enough silliness." <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Where's Where's my sister? And it wasn't long after that that I met Jane. <laughs> I, I always giggle when people ask him that, though, what turned him around, because I'm thinking in my head, well, he died. Because uh, <laughs> that's, that's essentially Gentle, it. I mean, he had to sit up and pay attention. <laughs> he had to go wee all the way home briefly in order for him to to wake up, so to speak. Right. Um, wake up to himself or to introduce himself to himself. Uh, and and then, you know, that's the thing, though. You have this one moment, but then after that, every moment after that is, is special. Because it becomes a journey, not just that one moment that, that defines you. Like you said, you're always still going through the process. You're always still growing, growing still learning. Just because I am this today doesn't mean that I am going to be this tomorrow, which is why it's always best to just say I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important for people to recognize that, that it's it's a process. It, it, Rick's had so many breakthroughs in the last three years since doing this show. So have I. I mean, this show has been a godsend for us because uh, we get to talk to some really amazing, intelligent people with some really good answers. And um, the beauty of that is that our growth continues to progress and we get to enjoy the journey now instead of going, ah, I almost died. Yeah. So it's effective, but I wouldn't really recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to do it. But, but still people do get that. Do, I mean, do you get that with your in your coaching practice that like people want to know when are we going to be done? When are we going to get there? Yes. And I, you know... <laughs> For me, I have that same question. I'm a very impatient type of person. So um, as much as I'm becoming, and there are some things in my life that um, 
I'm just like have to happen now. And so it's a process. I coach myself every day to kind of, you know, be still sometimes. Um, but, but clients do come to me wanting results and wanting results now. And so really what I like to do with clients is just, just have that moment of, you know, let's get everything out. Let's get everything that you want to do out and let's start having some quick little wins. Um, because what happens, you know, if you can have just something, you know, a little momentum, you know, some of that, you can have patience for the longer haul. Um, and so, so yeah, it, it is, it's, it's important, you know, as, as you are becoming, to have some, some things in your life happening every day that, that show that you're making forward progress, even if it's just a little, little something. Um, I think that's so very important. Oh goodness gracious, yes. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh one of the one of the things that Rick and I often talk about is, is taking those little baby steps and mm-hmm. I mean, that the best advice in the world that you can give to somebody who's stuck on their butt or on their back in bed or on their butt on the couch. You're not gonna hear like Rick always says, you're not gonna hear the the answers to how am I going to get my mansion and travel the world and, and all of that. The only advice you're going to hear when you're sitting on your butt is get up. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to take that first step, right? And so if you get up, celebrate that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. People don't celebrate their little victories. If you have been having a rough time and you're really working on yourself and you notice that your, say, relationship with one of your friends is improving, Celebrate that. Acknowledge it. Be grateful to yourself and to the people that have led you to that point. And and don't think that that is, you know, people get in the rut of it's not enough. It's not enough. I haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're here. I'm not still done yet. Here today, yeah. If you're here listening to this today, you're not done yet. So you've done enough for this moment. Right. But there's more moments to come. Relax. It's Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. And you know, I just had a, I got an email from a client just a few days ago, and we we had we've only had one coaching session, but she emailed she she emailed me she's like, yeah, I got a job, and she she's been looking for a job for months and months now, but just a few days after we had our coaching session, she applied for a job, she interviewed, and she got a job that fits within her criteria. Well, what happened, the only thing that I suggested for her to do was to boost her confidence, you know, for her to, to start to think about how she she is worthy of the job, she is ready for the job, and to start making her contacts with from that new position. It wasn't anything big that she did, but it was a shift in her mindset, and she took, you know, that and added it to what she was already doing, and she saw some results. You know, and that's what happens in all of our lives. We have to take those tiny little steps moving forward and, and just one step at a time. You know, my favorite riddle is how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? You know, you can't, you have to take those steps piece by piece. You don't look at the big picture. Rick mentioned the mansion and the, you know, the money and all the stuff that you want. Well, it has, you have to do it step by step. You have to do it moment by moment. So today, focus on one thing. You know, tomorrow, focus on another thing. Don't try to pile it up all, you know, at one time. And, and definitely, Nikki, I like the way that you celebrate, celebrate the um, 
celebrate your accomplishments every single day. Celebrate something that you've done in a positive way. It's so much more beneficial to your well-being than beating yourself up over the stuff that you haven't done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. so many you people know. are familiar with, with uh, Jean's journey to wellness because we talk about it often on the show and have talked about it much over the last three years, but... Um, I'll never forget the day that you walked to the mailbox the first time. I was excited. Yeah. I was excited. It was the biggest news. It was like it was the biggest news you had ever told me. Because in that moment, it was the biggest news that I'd ever... Listen, like that's, you know, this last three months between the sea veg and the ginger teas and the eating you know, locally grown vegetables and the effect on my body that we've been updating people on um, it is something to celebrate. It is something to visit. Cause today I am chemical free. I am not dependent on painkillers. I don't use them to moderate my pain. I don't have to. I'm uh, broken back and fibromyalgia and two herniated discs. Okay, okay, okay. You want to look at my medical records? Fine. Go ahead and look. But you wouldn't know it. Uh-huh. I just redid a studio. Painted the whole thing. Moved in furniture. Just me and my daughter. We did this. Um, so it, it, the limitations that I set upon myself, they kept me on my back in bed for long, long enough for me to write that book. Um, those limitations are limitations that are set upon by yourself, and you can only be taken off by yourself. You have to choose to get up. You have to choose to want to take that first step, and then every single step you take after that, celebrate it. Because you're thanking your spirit for keeping going. You're thanking your body for keeping you going. You are showing gratitude for the gifts that you're receiving, be it health, well-being, that new job, the love of your life, whatever it may be that you receive. The ability to go to the mailbox. Or Mm -hmm. the ability to go to the mailbox, which was a huge accomplishment. Whatever it is, celebrate that. Gratitude is so important. You cannot underestimate. I mean, I I can't emphasize enough, strongly enough, the importance of gratitude in your life. It's so important. But not just gratitude to everybody else. Gratitude to yourself. Be proud of yourself. If you've been sick and you're you're starting to get better, thank your body. Yeah, and that was a you know that's a lesson that I really had to learn. And it's like I said, it's only been a couple of years since I've learned some of these lessons. Um, I can remember talking to one of my coaches and she's she asked me okay so Benicia what are you most proud of accomplishing in your life and I was really stuck when she asked me that question she just asked me about my failures you know a little bit before that and I rattled off all of these things that I had failed to do when she asked me about my accomplishments I was like well you know I really don't don't know and she's like well didn't you graduate from law school didn't you pass the bar the first time didn't you start your own law firm you know she started reminding me of all these things that I had done and I'm like well you know what I was supposed to do that you know I'm like I was supposed to <laughs> and, and she's like really you, you you were supposed to do that and I'm like yeah 
Um, because I ha- I really didn't think of those things or even, you know, smaller things or bigger things. I didn't even think of them as accomplishments. I just saw them as, you know, I set a goal, I did it, and I moved on to the next thing. But I never celebrated anything, you know, something as small as, you know, being able to finish a book, <laughs> you know, reading it with my magnifier now, you know, you know, doing that or or you know, helping my daughter to go to Honduras on a missions trip or, you know, things like that. I never celebrated those kind of things because I just thought they were, you know, something I was supposed to do. But, you know, since I've I've recognized and (laughs) realized, you know, because she told me like, hey, you weren't supposed to do any of that. You used something inside of you, you used some talent, you used some skills to actually make those things happen. And when I started looking at that, I was like, wow, I did some pretty great stuff, you know, and I regret missing out on the opportunities to celebrate those things and and missing out on just those moments to savor what I'd done. And so now I take every chance I get to celebrate everything, to celebrate, you know, every single part of my day. And I've even come to the point of celebrating when things don't go my way. You know, (laughs) today I celebrate the fact that I did not go on a trip a day trip that I was supposed to go on. I woke up this morning, I was really tired, and I didn't go. And I was like, oh, man, I said I was going to go, I didn't go. But then I got an email from Eugene that said, hey, we're chatting today. It totally had slipped my mind. And if I had gone on the trip, I would have missed that email and would have never, you know, I would have missed this obligation. And so, you know, I celebrated, oh, wow, you know, gosh, you know, God, you let me not <laughs> not go on that trip for a reason. Um, and so, you know, celebration and, and gratitude are so, so very important because it really helps you to, to realize how great you really are. And it gives you confidence. It gives you momentum to doing those bigger and better things. And isn't that the key, really? Yes. And, and Rick and I, you know, I mean, what what do we want to do the show for, Rick? Why do we want to do the show? Uh, it's fun. <laughs> well, other than it's uh, fun, because we're always saying people are awesome. And people we are awesome. Tell them that we awesome. want to tell them that they're awesome, and we want to have as many people as possible hear us telling people from. It, 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 It's kind of like the introduction that I gave you tonight, which is you have this huge string of accomplishments, and I was not unaware of them. So really to sort of just say, so we have with us tonight, Benicia Ponder, that's, you know, I'm supposed to be Mr. Radio Guy. Tonight we have with us uh, attorney, author, make a big punch list. (laughs) And um, I'm... With this show, if we if people hear us tell enough people from different backgrounds that have done different things in there, but they all come on and they're like, you know, man, this was tough for me to learn. And they go, what do you mean tough for you to learn? You were a lawyer with your own practice and your own thing and you had money. And, you know, the only reason I can't do stuff is because I don't have money. And, okay, so now you know the money's not stopping you. I mean, you can say, okay, well, she was just, you know, lucky and this is silly or whatever. We have all kinds of great excuses. We're very creative. At, you know, we, we all have written an, at two or three novels worth of excuses in our lives. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's like whatever it is that you think is stopping you, we've got a guest somewhere in our 
archives that, you know, had the exact opposite. And it was, they thought that was what was stopping them. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like, you know, being in Costa Rica. I said to Jane the other day, I said, I'm, I'm turning nocturnal down here. And I always thought that was a problem at home. Oh, gee, look, I came to Costa Rica to escape my problems, and they're here. (laughs) I really didn't come to escape but one problem, but, you know, it's so true because it's like, you know, what each one of those times that you hit the brick wall, what what did they have in common? You. Mm -hmm. Me. Definitely so. And, um, but I think it's almost a social disease, a social defect that we have in our society because it's just so common. I did it for 45 years, what you were talking about, where the lady asked you, what, you know, what about your accomplishments? And you didn't have it, you're like, I don't know. But, Ben, you can rattle off the list of every single thing that hasn't gone precisely the way you want. And I, somehow we're taught to focus on everything that didn't go well and almost to forget everything that went well or, or to write it under the supposed to. Well, that's just what you're supposed to. Everybody does that, so that's not that doesn't count. Everybody does that. It's totally hilarious that you're mentioning that, Rick, because just tonight was looking at my books, and right beside my books is a film that I made with Lucian No. Um and it's I I never listed on my list of accomplishments, but it is a huge accomplishment. And you could say I never finished a film, but I did. He had made this film in Singapore. He didn't have a, a voiceover script for it, so he sat me down in front of the TV and he said, "Watch this, and then write how it feels." I'd never written a script before for a movie, a documentary, and anything. But I can write how it feels. I'm really good at that. So I did it. And I need to start listing that on my list of accomplishments. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up tonight, Rick, because, I, you know, see, we're still learning. <laughs> every day. <laughs> every show, every day. So cool. Something. So cool. So cool. Yes. Well, you know, I, I, I think we're fast approaching the halfway point. Should we play some Jordan? Maybe we should play some Jordan. What's Jordan got that just is like whipping the world? Mm. Anyhow? I don't know. Yeah. We'll just do it anyhow. Great one. I failed at 57 things. Just I failed at 57 (laughs) things just, you know, last week, but we'll do it anyhow. I don't really know if it was 57 because I don't count that stuff anymore, but it's probably more. Than, it's probably more than, that was probably yesterday, 57. Um, yeah, I think anyhow. The only thing so, I, I want to be a failure at is is caring about failing, really. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. Okay. What she said. It's easy for you to say. Cool. Um, so this is our buddy Jordan Okren, and we say that when that that people come on the show and ever after they're a member of the EC family, and we call them our buddies, and you know you're like, yeah, that's just somebody gave you permission to use their song. You don't even know him. Hey, he's sitting in Gene's basement. Okay, what are you? He's 
he's hanging out in the demon den right That's now. Right. He's there. So um, some Jordan Okern with his song, Anyhow. And we'll be right back. Stay with us, folks.
Welcome back, everybody. That was our buddy Jordan with his song, Anyhow. He actually went and uh, did that for folks at the uh, Occupy thing. He just, like, set up an amplifier on the steps of some building, talked to the security guy and got plugged in. It's, it's crazy like that, Jordan. Why He does things like just he's, show up in Canada. <laughs> I know. He's, he's crazy like that. Um, no, he's a pretty awesome young man, and... I'm sure that over the next couple of days, although I have no idea what now that will be for our listeners, but um, I'm sure we'll manage to get them on tape here for you guys. So oh, absolutely. keep your eyes peeled for that one. Yeah. A little live Jordan So anyway, go go have a visit at jordanokrand.com. It's Jordan. Okrand is O-K-R-E-N-D.com. Or just look on the likes on Everyday Connections page. He's in there. Promise. Good stuff. Yes, absolutely. But uh, we're having just awesome conversation this evening with mm. uh, our latest member of the EC family, Benicia Ponder. So, welcome back to you too, Benicia. Yes, I am having a great time too. Awesome mission accomplished. <laughs> we're only halfway through. <laughs> So what's been your your biggest challenge, I guess, to overcome in your your transition? And I, I'm curious, you've been pretty open on the air, and I got to see a lot of openness from you when you were on your own show. So I'm curious, is part of your work with your clients being super open about how you got where you are now? Yes. It really is. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me um, getting to where I am now, uh, really, it's it's really just been that, you know, we talked about earlier, getting over that supposed to challenge, um, getting over the place where, you know, things have to happen a certain way in order for me to, to feel like I'm making progress or I'm a success in life. And so when I when I get to the place, and even now I have to remind myself, hey, you know, you know you're pretty awesome, you know you're pretty great. I have to remind myself of that sometimes when you know that that supposed to self starts to pop up, but you know that's been the biggest challenge, just continuing to realize that right now I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and you know everything that happens. I'm already equipped to handle it, so I just live and enjoy each moment from that space. And being able to help clients to get the results they want in that space um, is is pretty great for me. And 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 that's really what I do. I, I do share. Hey, I'm still in progress too. You know, my clients know. You know, I may be one step ahead ahead of you right now, but. You know, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still becoming. And, you know, we are on this journey together. And so I'm with my clients as a coach, as a mentor, as an advisor, as a friend, as a kick in the pants when they need it, you know, a hand that they can hold. But I'm really there as a support, a support for them to realize their dreams and, and fulfill their greatest potential. And as a way shower, I would say. Um, you often say that the best example or the best way to teach others is to live it. Mm-hmm. I, and 
doesn't really help to have um, somebody coaching on, say, success in business who doesn't have a hugely successful business. Right. It, it, and there's people out there doing that, which is crazy. You know, people teaching you how to make a million dollars and they haven't made their first million yet. It's it's kind of wacky. Um, but I love that you, and that's why I asked the question, because just in talking to you when I was on your show and talking to you tonight, it's it's very obvious that you're just kind of like, yeah, well, I'm here, but this is how I got here, and I'm still not there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I and mean? I, I, guess, I, um, I, I there's no the, pedestal in Benicia's world. I <laughs> no, love that, right that, that your greatest challenge was the letting go of the should. You know, it it, mm-hmm. it that's still my greatest challenge, perhaps. Uh, is letting go of the should. Uh, Gene works on it from time to time. You know, if if internet musician, imaginary person actually turns out to be real and is coming to your house, it must be clean. Is another should. And and okay, that's a little one, and we've let go of some big ones. But you never, I never know when another big one's waiting around around the corner. Mm-hmm. Hey, that little one has killed a lot of women. You know, oy, oy vey. I just want to point that it's out. True, it's true. Yeah, and that, I mean, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, definitely so, because we're all trying to be superwoman and trying to be the best that we can be and, and be the great wife, be the great mom, be the great housemaker and all that kind of stuff, you know, hold down a job and do all these different things because that's what we think we should do. And, and we let all those little things, like you have to have all the dishes washed before you go to bed or, you know, dust every day, <laughs> those kind of things. Just, just bombard us and we get overwhelmed with that little stuff. You know, I have some dust bunnies under my bed. Yeah, I do. And I'll get to them, you know, when I start sneezing enough, <laughs> you know. But, you know, my, you know. I love you. I, I have dust bunnies too. <laughs> and, you know, if someone comes in, my house is clean enough to receive them and they don't have to step over stuff, but it's not spotless. Um, I think we just. You know, like we said before, those kind of things, those little things define our moments in life, and we allow them to just overshadow everything else. So instead of enjoying a visitor to our home and making that connection, we're worried about, oh, my gosh, do they see that that little dirt on the floor over there, or do they notice I haven't vacuumed today? You know, instead of making that connection. And, the, you know, real people that are really connected with you, aren't even looking at that stuff. And if they are, then you don't need them anyway, you know. So we have to learn to let some of that stuff go. Yeah, I was out in the jungle here the other day. There's leaves on the jungle floor and, you know, it's a bit of a mess. Not near as much of a mess. But, you know, there's a little bit of a mess. And I was really happy there. So, But I want to, I just want to do our etymology thing that Gene loves so much. Uh, this, word's, this word success came spurting into the conversation here a half a dozen times, and it, success is a big mess, frankly. Um, <laughs> success. What, what? What? Who's success? Who said what? Define what? So define success and of course we we only really believe in that if you go all the way back to the roots of where did it come from and of course this comes from latin comes from succedere which is 
well, that was an Italian accent. I don't know how that <laughs> sounded, but which means come after, <clears throat> as in succession or, you know. And so if you've had a moment and then some other moment came after, you're success. You're having a success, shun of moments. And it's, it fits right in with what you were saying, Benicia, that, you know, really, that's what makes up our moments, and our moments are what, what's a life? It's a succession of moments. And so, all right, you had a moment, you had another one. You used to be five, now you're 50, or y'all, y'all are younger than that, but now I'm 50, yeah. <laughs> okay? So I had a something that come after, so, you know, I croaked, and then there was something that came after, so it's success, you know, and... You know, you went to a party when you were in college, and then the next morning so, you threw up. You're a success. It came after. By the definition, by that definition, and with total understanding of what it means to be human, which is simply a state of evolution, spiritually, physically, all of it. It's evolution. That's what we do. We're constantly evolving, growing, expanding. Okay, so that's what it means to be human. If to constantly grow and expand is what it means to be a success. So by definition then, if I have this correct, every single human being on the planet is already a success. By a definition of the core root meaning of that word as it was designed to be. Right. I mean, you could be born and just lie there. Pretty big. You just lie there. Don't ever get up from wherever they set you down when you're born. You're going to get bigger. There's going to be a come after. How your come after is, I think, is your is your choice. But it's your choice in what's now. Cause we, but everybody's a success. It's it's by definition and design. It's just the way it is. Everybody needs to get over it. Definitely, and definitely, and, and you know what's great about it is you can define your own success. You don't, you know, you can define what that moment looks like for you. You can you can choose um, exactly what you want it to be. So you don't have to worry about what someone else's idea of success is or how somebody else is growing. You get to choose exactly what it looks like for you, and that's what's so powerful and so awesome about just living living your life and just enjoying each moment and, and realizing if you want to be a doctor, be a doctor. If you want to be a, a trash collector, be a trash collector. If you want to just sit around and do nothing, <laughs> sit around and do nothing. But you get to choose and you get to decide. And if you are at all fed up with what your moments look like, then choose some different moments. Choose some different experiences. And, and you definitely can have whatever your success is, whatever your moment is, you can have that. And 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 like we said towards the beginning when we were talking about baby steps, don't don't come crack out of the box with you know okay, it's my choice right okay so I choose to be a billionaire mm-hmm. in ten minutes. No. <laughs> choose to find choose to find a handy parking place that one always works pretty easy, yeah. you know something um, because but, the big one you know here. Yeah, but Practice. here's the thing about. Hmm? No, I'm <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> We're talking all over each other. But if you choose to be a billionaire, 
you know, not, maybe not in 10 minutes, but choose to, to adopt the habits, you know, choose to save, choose to invest, choose to spend less than you make, choose to 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 have a different way of life, of living. You know, you you can make that choice and you're, you know, you may want to be a billionaire, but start acting like one and start start doing some of the things that billionaires do um, and change those things that you're doing. You can't say I want to be a billionaire and you're just sitting around all day and spending more than you make and, you know, all those kind of things. You have to change some things. So it may not happen overnight, but little by little, once you take those smaller steps, you know, it will happen. It just and, and I think an interesting an interesting part of that that process, while you're thinking today I want to be a billionaire, um, through that journey, you're probably going to discover along the way that it's not really that you want to be a billionaire. There's a whole bunch of other stuff in there that you wanted to do, and billionaire sounded like a great solution for you to be able to do those things. So as you progress through this journey and those things start happening for you and you start realizing it's this, those things that make you happy, not the billion dollars, that opens up a whole new world for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's you know, and that's the place where all of my coaching starts, is really getting to what you really, really want. A lot of times people come to me and say, and say I want to grow my business or I want to, you know, they want the more, they want more money or they want better health, but we really get down to the what's behind that goal. What do you really want? Because once people start actually saying that they, you know, they let's say they come to me saying they want more money and, you know, there's a certain dollar amount they want. And so I say, well, well, why do you want that? What will it do for you? You know, and they start talking about the trips they want to take and those kind of things. And so as we are looking at what it will take for them to get the money, we also look at what it will it take for you to go on that trip. You know, maybe it's, you know, you want to spend more time with your family and travel to different places. Well, how about this weekend go and, you know, take a drive to, you know, to somewhere that's not that far away. You know, go camping or something like that. Start making those moments now on your journey to where you want to be, and you'll find that, you know, whether you get there or not, you're happier in the process. Absolutely. A perfect example of that is that we're in the process of, we're in the vision stage of creating an an artist retreat here on this amazing property that we've been blessed with. And part of that process has been, well, baby steps. Okay, well, if I'm going to do an artist retreat, I need a studio first, so an office space to work out of. So we started with creating that. And with this vision in mind and through the creation process, never thinking anybody's going to come to see it, any of the, the guests from our show or any of the artists that I've connected with online will ever see it until we're done and we're ready to invite guests because you always think you've got to be ready for your mm-hmm. next step. But Jordan's here. Mm-hmm. And it's not built, but he's here and he's going to get to see what's been put in and the process and the vision. And, and that, for me, is even cooler. So you know, sometimes you have to get out of your own way, too. You, you have this big vision of how you kind of want life to be the universe will give you that mm-hmm. if you get out of your own way and put we put limits on our dreams like me thinking nobody will ever come visit until it's built that's a limit that I'm putting on my dream because part of my dream is to have people here playing music and creating and, and just being at peace 
And to be able to share that with other people, that's part of the vision. I get to do it while I'm still working on the building of the vision. That, to me, is is exactly what you're talking about, those, you know, moments on the way. And what better fuel to keep you going until it is done, whenever that is. Right. You know, because I've owned a house before, and whenever it's done, you always, I always saw the next thing. And mm-hmm. it was like coming to Costa Rica. We were talking over the break, you know, about my friends in Houston asking me, well, where are you going to live, and what are you going to do, and what are And my answer to all those questions was, I don't know. Well, I, I knew I would, probably wouldn't be able to see the best next step until I was here, because it was... It's hard to see Costa Rica from Houston. And that sounds silly, but but really, I was like, look, I'm going to stay uh, for a while up at the mango tree, and it's way up on a mountain, and if I can't see my next step from there, you know, come on, give me a break. <laughs> and and it was a succession of little beady tiny things, you know. I oh, yeah. ran into a friend from one of our past episodes, actually also lives here in Costa Rica, and he said, look, you ought to go over to the Road Shack over there. You ought to go over to Bob's place. He's got great sandwiches. So I went to Bob's place because a great sandwich sounded good. I was hungry. <laughs> that, was the, that was the end of my goal and the end of my outcome. My, my success in that was go have sandwich. Yeah? But I met this guy, Bob. And Bob's a really friendly sort. You know, I was teasing him today. You know, what did you do before this? Were you in used car sales? Uh, Because Bob knows everybody. Because prior to this little deli, he had a a nighttime restaurant and bar and live music on the weekends. And he was always there, of course. I I was a restaurateur. You're just always there. And he knew, so he knows like everybody that lives here. Uh, Certainly all the expats. And... He overheard me telling somebody else in the deli, not that first day, but soon, overheard me telling somebody in the deli that I was looking for a house. He comes walking over. He's like, you looking for a house? I got your house. And sent me down the road to see Pegasus on the wall. And called me a couple of weeks later, and he said, man, I know you've been looking for a car. we got to get you in a car because you're paying too much for these rental cars. I got your car. And here's Quicksilver. And... Now, somebody else that Bob introduced me to, the people with the car, um, you know, I had to do without a car over the weekend uh, for at least part of the weekend. I finally went and rented one because I'm a spoiled rotten brat. want things like I want them. But um, because I was without, I had to take a taxi ride. And I don't know the number of the taxi place. So Dan from Australia said, oh, sure, I'll call. He'll be there in just, when do you want him? 20 minutes? Okay, good. And... So I'm riding in the taxi, nine kilometers I'm riding in this taxi. Totally, to me, from observation, freaking random, right? But here's this guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I love Dan. He's really great. And what are you doing? And do you buy a house? No. And friend said I should. I'm thinking about this place, Platanillo. I want to go see what's up there because he said, I got a, I got a brother that, Sells houses. There's two. There's two places up there in Platinum for sale. What's your number? I'll call you. Huh? Mm. And so it. It. I spent 45 years if waiting want- for a big thing to happen. I. I had my eyes peeled, man. I was waiting for that big opportunity. And it turns out that the big opportunity is a whole, just a whole big pile of little opportunities. It's that elephant thing. 
I've been known to say that. How you eat elephant. It's just... I was just going to say, I mean, the, the upshot of that story basically is that if you want a house, go have a sandwich. <laughs> there you go. You need a place to stay? That's, go. That's what you sandwich. did. That's what I did. Worked for go me. Get a sandwich. Write a book of how you did this, Rick. Um, okay. <laughs> as as <laughs> Abraham said in one of their things was, you know, you've done all the wanting that you need to do, so get over it and go have a pizza. Or in my case, a sandwich. That is still a little hard for me to do, but Costa Rica is driving it fast, man. It's just a really poignant reminder that, I mean, life really, it's not that complicated. It's just about living. So just go and, and live and do and be, and and miracles will happen along the way. Yes, yes, they will. And like I said, that's that's a lesson I'm still I'm still learning, and, you know, God is teaching me that. It's 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 about being patient because right now in my own life, you know, I'm waiting for certain things to happen. I'm like every day, <laughs> when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And I'm I'm being forced to to just remember my own lessons that I've already learned and, and remember all the things I I teach people and I coach people on every day. I'm being reminded right now to do that. It's just to let life happen and and to live and just do the things that you you know to do. Do the things that um that are there in front of you to do and then the next step will you know take care of itself. I love what Rick said that he just knew he was going to Costa Rica and after that then the next step appeared for him. But if you're so looking forward to, okay, well, how do I buy a house and how do I get a car and all that, then, you know, you're skipping over the part of, you know, buy a plane ticket to get to Costa Rica, you know. Um, So, you know, it really is taking that first step. And then once you've done that step, then looking for the next step and then the next step and then the next step after that. Exactly it. I mean, it, it, it is. Life is it, fun. It, it, it's so it simple. That way. It's so simple. It took me fifty years to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, too, it's too damn simple. I was a science science math geek in high school, and that was a long time ago. And yes, I actually did have a plastic pocket protector. Wow. And I, I really did. Um, I thought they were cool, man. No more pens exploding in my pocket. Um, and um, and I always thought, you know, it's funny. We were doing this radio show. And I think I'm sure I must have mentioned it to Jane. You know, when I when I make it, you know, this stuff with my nerves and all this other stuff. I want to go someplace where it's warm, and, and I think I'm going to go to Hawaii. But I didn't sit there and you know Hawaii every day. I just you know did the radio show, and mm-hmm. now I live. About 150 meters from the beach in Dominical, Costa Rica. Today, I don't. I have this house through the end of November. I'll let you know what's going on in December. In December. Mm-hmm. But that's because, like Benicia was saying, you got to find out what you want. I mean, you had Hawaii in your mind. Okay, great. But what you really wanted was a warm tropical climate that you could just be comfortable in. So you got it. And 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 I got it. Through doing what I love, which is this radio show, and we did right. EC on the road, and 
we've only done one, and now the way we've talked, that might be it. Well, apparently for me, it was enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of radio shows, I want to talk about one for a second because yeah. um, our guest tonight is a radio show hostess as well as all these other things that she does. Yeah, I'm just curious how that all came about because it's quite the show. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, it came about <laughs> oddly enough, just how we're talking about right now. Um, I thought one day, you know, hey, I want to do a radio show, and I think a couple of days after that on Facebook, somebody inboxed me and said, hey, have you ever thought about being on radio? I had never met her before, um, and she was just starting a new network on Blog Talk Radio. And I said, oh, yeah, sure. And and one thing led to another, and we've, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary um, at the end of August, and it has been an absolute blast. I I love it because our whole purpose is helping people to walk in their destiny. Do what it is you were created to do with passion and purpose and power and and really prosper in all aspects of your life. That's what we talk about. That's what we do. So whether it's in your business, in your career, your personal life, we talk about everything. And it's it's all guided to helping you to enjoy the journey as you walk out your destiny. So I think you came on and you were an excellent, excellent guest, Jean, um, and added so much to our Thank show. Thank you. Yeah, you know, and and the show really does, you know, what I'm finding out is that things just happen. We have this whole show plan planned out, and most times we don't even follow it because our guests come on and we we just interact and and we just have a great time on the show together, and it's just a process of learning, and I learned more from our guests, I think, than than anybody because it really, it, you know, it's just such a, a great connection that we have and such a great opportunity to share with others and help them to, to build their lives. So, yeah. It is. And you do it for the same reason we do it, because it's fun. It's fun talking to people. It is. I got healthy because I spent three years, we're almost at three years soon, coming on three years, because I spent three years talking to people from around the world. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, yes, okay, I get it. When you decide you want to get well, then God's going to provide you with everything you need. So, yes, it's it's direct gift from God, which is why I say all the time this show is a godsend because it is through this show that I have learned how to get my health back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And- I'm sorry, uh, but we've never planned guests, and it's funny. When Gene and I were both still fairly much more less at ease than we are now. We had guests that had truly tragic pasts sometimes, and but told us about how beautiful life was, and we told them how awesome they were. And now we're both kind of being awesome, and we get all these awesome people like you. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Gene, what you were saying was it was a godsend. And, you know, I think a lot of times people miss out on – their opportunities because when those opportunities come they're not willing to to take advantage of it you were you say you were healed through the show but had you not taken advantage of it um that godsend opportunity then 
it would have never happened. And so a lot of times we think about having all this faith and all this belief in things that are happening, and we expect for it to just drop in our lap and everything happens and, and you know, all, the, all of a sudden we're healed. But it's our process of walking through it and our process of, of taking those opportunities and going with it, even when it's rough, even when it's hard, but just continuing to move forward through it, That that's where our healing comes from. God sends the opportunities, but we do the work to to turn those opportunities into our blessings. And so I think that people really need to to understand and and really not 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 to be afraid to work, <laughs> you know, to work it out and and to not, you know, it doesn't have to just be that thing that drops in your lap cuz you know, sometimes it it doesn't happen that way. Oftentimes it doesn't happen. That Oftentimes. Way. And yeah. and you got to let go of what you think it's going to look like. You just got to let go of what you think it's going to look like cuz I I could only imagine the number of little opportunities, like the little chain of events that's led me to what I'm doing right now here in Costa Rica. I I I think I would have missed all of those if I was sitting here holding my vision on this one big thing, waiting for this one big thing, because none of these were big things alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely. It was a big, big, and still a big deal for me to try to let go of what I think it's going to look like. Mhm. Mhm. Definitely so. Yeah, cuz I mean, most things, you know, our our understanding of things and our vision of things is limited by where we are right now, and we can't see all that that's out there for us. And it it takes, you know, some different things to happen for us and some different things to come where they're not even what we expected, but we have to have an open mind. And if we keep that open mind and we keep that open heart, then yeah, great things can happen. You know, different conversations and and different opportunities you were open to having a sandwich you know with bob and and you know just a whole other chain of events happened but you said well no i don't want a sandwich right now i want pizza today or you know or you know weren't open to that then you know look what something totally different could have happened Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I can't go get a sandwich because you know I got to keep looking because I know that my big opportunity is here somewhere, and it can't be a sandwich. Uh-uh. I, Rick's key to success: sandwich. <laughs> well, they always say a man's the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, so why not? <laughs> no, the way to success is through the heart, so it makes sense. And and and. And, and believe me, God has a big sense of humor. George yeah. would do something like that just because it was funny. Mm-hmm. And and it, it it took me a long time to get that sort of sense of playfulness, you know, mm-hmm. because I was raised with that, you know, whatever people want to use, well, whatever term you want to use, going we'll, on. we'll we'll say God, you know. That you gotta you gotta be really yeah. serious. You gotta be really serious. You gotta get yourself in the right Very frame serious. of mind. You don't Very talk. Serious. You can't talk to God like that. Where's your respect? I was loving that when we had Get together. We're taping a show the other day, and our guest said, "So after that happened, I talked to God real loud." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, go. Yep. Get it. Yeah." And because I mean it's simple. It's he's dad wants what what does dad want for kids? Dad wants for kids go forth, prosper, be happy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I am I 
prospering by whose yardstick? I'm prospering my tail off down here. And I I don't have nary in this process has some big huge amount. I haven't won the lottery yet. But I've won the lottery in in inside and and because this is just wow, I couldn't even made this I I couldn't even even imagine this stuff up. It's way beyond that. Yeah, you know, and we were talking about earlier that whole um, should thing and, and letting the expectations define you. You know, one of my things is when my when my purpose came to me or, you know, however you want to say it, when I realized what my purpose was, it came to me as Benicia, go help Christian women prosper. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, that was at a time in my life when I wasn't, you know, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And I'm looking like, well, women prosper? Are you serious? What does that mean? I'm not prospering myself. And so I spent, you know, two, maybe three years just, you know, fighting that because I didn't think that I was prospering. And, you know, God had to reveal to me, hey, look, you know, prosperity isn't just about the money. You know, it's really about you having a, a great quality of life, you being able to do what you were created to do. It's about you um just living with excellence, you know, regardless of where you are, that's prospering. And and so that I had to shift my idea of what prosperity looks like. And that's very difficult, especially in the, you know, Christian arena when you're talking about prosperity. The first thing people think about is money. And, you know, you're just talking about prosperity. And that's a whole, that's a bad thing <laughs> in the church. Although in the Bible, God talks about how he wants us to prosper. You know, that's just a bad thing in the church for some reason. And, you know, when I started talking about that, and, Eva, my first book was, you know, the step-by-step guide to forming your prosperity partnership with God and I was nervous about that subtitle because Ooh, I'm like that's yeah. dangerous <laughs> right uh-huh. and, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I just had to get over that whole big myth that prosperity is all about money I had to get over the the definition that I had you know that, that box I placed myself in to say well you know I'm not prospering because I'm not a billionaire you know those kind of things and today you know I feel like I'm the most prosperous person in the world, you know, my family is great. My, you know, I, I you know, I have more than enough finances. You know, I, my health is great. All these kind of things that are happening in my life, um, it's more than just about the money. You know, even if I had a dollar more than it costs for me to pay my bills, I'm prospering. <laughs> you know, I have more than enough, and so it really is just that whole idea of realizing that that it's about enjoying and I keep saying that it's just really about enjoying your life and living with that excellence and and living with you know you doing your best at every step whatever opportunity comes your way do your best at it do you know and and just go for it and and then let the next step reveal itself and don't worry about you know putting this whole box around what it should look like or what it's supposed to look like just go out and be you and that's what process yeah i mean i i i i agree completely cuz i did it completely backwards i mean i suppose i probably could have won the lottery and then bought my dream home and built the studio and you know all that stuff well i'm still not wealthy but i'm a firm believer in that 
and I, I mean that in the monetary sense, I'm not wealthy, but I am very rich. I have a very rich life, and I have immense gratitude for that life. And I am a firm believer because I've heard it time and time again, every story from every guest we've ever had on who would be considered successful in society's eyes as well as in the definition that we talked about tonight, um, they all say the same thing. Live, live first. Live your passion first. Live your joy first. Live your happiness first. Take those steps and then everything else will just fall into place. I mean, you didn't start with the money. You, The money comes later. You just did. You do. Right. You go and do. And then whatever you need to continue doing and to be happy, to continue being happy in your doing, it'll be provided for you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It, 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 it really does. It just comes. And I still work on that every day. But like I said, this mm-hmm. this, this ought to whoop it into me, what's been going on lately. But that's kind of, I think, those more radical demonstrations happen once you let go. And... Um, you know, it reminds me of that perhaps made-up story. I've never tried to verify it or anything about a mountain climber that, you know, got in a bind and got caught in a storm, and it got dark. And anyway, he got to the to the end of his of the last climbing rope that he had, and he couldn't feel anything but sheer cliff, you know. So he tied himself off and hung on as tight as he could, and he froze to death before dawn. And they found him just after dawn, about seven foot off the ground. Hmm. If he'd have just let go of the rope. But he couldn't see. And yeah, I couldn't see what was next when I was coming here. And I still, you know, time to time, Gene thinks I'm off the whole Costa Rica thing because I, I start talking about something else. But I, I'm I'm open to something else happening tomorrow. You know, it... it mm-hmm. It, it's goofy that it seems really goofy that it feels goofy a little because it's not how I was taught to live. Um, so it feels goofy, but yeah. you know, it, it, it that's one of the things I think that we is one of the tough things, and it's one of the things that that somebody would be well advised to work with a coach like yourself or with someone. Um, you know, like I said, I I croaked. I woke up and said, "Where's my sister?" And I met. Gene, and we were both in a bind, so we both sort of found our way out together, and 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 that's really cool, and it was lots of fun, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But but both of us, from time to time, would also turn to other people that had been there and gotten out, you know, and absolutely, and could say, you know, well, I don't know, have you reached around? Have you felt around? There might be a handhold, you know, check it out. Right. Um. And um, because you said that's that's you're in many ways you're their support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, Rick, and when I when I give speeches and things like that, I use a similar um, story. You know, and it comes from me being visually impaired. And and I and I let the audience know, look, you know, I can't see more than six inches in front of my face. So wherever we are, you know, if I want to get out, you know, outside of this room or outside of this place. I can't see the exit, but I know I want to get out. So I have to take 
steps by step and the and each step that I take gets me closer and the closer I get the more clear it becomes but until I take that first step and then that next step and then that next step I have no idea what it looks like and sometimes when we're looking at all those things we want and we may define success as the money or the house or the relationship or whatever we define it as this huge thing but until we take the first step and that step could be you know to to you know just to reach out and, and find somebody else who knows the next step you know but you know until we take that first step you know that picture is always going to be fuzzy that that vision that we have is always going to be fuzzy and you can take steps even though the picture is not clear all you have to see is that step in front of you and so you know if that's if I can leave that, if that if that's the only thing I can leave with people, is that just just focus on the step you're on and then take that next step. You know, that, that vision that you have for your life, that success that you want for your life, whatever you want to call it, prosperity, whatever, it will become more clear as you take steps to get there. But just take, just focus on that next step because that step is really clear. You know, I bet you if you ask people, okay, what's the first thing you can do? They'll have an answer. They may have not done it yet, but they know what's one thing they can do. They just do that, and then once they do that, the next thing will appear. And then they do that, then the next thing will appear, and they just continue to move forward with that. They'll have what they desire. They'll they'll have what they're, they've been waiting for. So um, that's really something I'd like to share and leave with people because it, it really is important. Don't get stuck on that one step because you're looking at that fuzzy vision. Take that first step and continue to move forward. Well, there's your uh, connection clip, Jane. Absolutely. That'll be easy, right near the end of the show. That's it, right there. <laughs> and uh, it is it is right getting right near the end of the show, and um, uh, so we want to be sure Aww. that everybody knows how to how oh, it's. See, that's why we invite every guest back is because we have so much fun and we, you know, people are like, man, you know, we get people. Do it again, do it again. 90 minutes. I don't know. What what could I talk about for 90 minutes? And then they get here and the 90 minutes is up and they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but we want to be absolutely sure that people know uh, how to find more about you and uh, your coaching and your radio and your uh, – your multidimensional empire uh, that you have there in Atlanta. Um, um, I guess uh, your website would be the best place perhaps for them to start. Yes, definitely. And it's BeniciaPonder.com. And Benicia is spelled B as in boy, E-N-E-C-I-A, Ponder, like the thing. So BeniciaPonder.com. And there is everything about me, about everything that I offer. Um, and if if you want to have a way to start on this, I have a a free gift I can give to the listeners. Um, and it's really just an audio training about, you know, forming your own personal prosperity plan. What does success look like for you? And how can you start to get there? And so if you go to Benice com forward slash prosper, you'll get that audio coaching as well as the workbook that goes along with it and start to to figure out what that prosperity or what that success looks like for you and how do you go about getting it. That's awesome. We awesome. love gifts. We Yay. love it. We love it, love it, love it. 
have to I have yes, to get that down because awesome. I have to remember to to put that. Absolutely. Because we just love that when the fam gets <laughs> gets gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You were so much fun. I knew as soon as I was on your show, I was like, I got to talk to this woman <laughs> longer. <laughs> I want more time with her. Oh, this has been an absolute blast. So thank you definitely for having me on. I loved it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you come back again. You'll tell us all the wonderful things that you're doing then because, you know, like everybody else, we, you know, not sure what's coming next for you either. It's big stuff, I can tell. That much, Thank I can tell. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we also would love everybody to stop by our website, everydayconnection.me. Uh, all of our shows are archived there. I'm a couple of shows behind, as Jean has been more and more powerfully pointing <laughs> out each day. So it won't last long now. Um, no, I've It'll had be some, fixed soon. I've had some <laughs> other challenges, and, and we'll talk about those at some point perhaps. But um, uh, I'm back on... Uh, back online and back on track. So uh, uh, just posted an episode today, and uh, we're 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 back going. We we intend to release at least two episodes every week on Wednesday and Friday at 3 p.m. That's what we intend this week, but that sometimes changes week to week. So get to our website, EverydayConnection.me. Right upper right hand, just below the title, sign up for our newsletter. That's the best way to keep track of what we're up to. And um, um, so get on over and see Venetia. The link will be on our website, everydayconnection.me, and venetiaponder.com forward slash prosper for all you podcast folks out there. Because we know sometimes you're jogging and you can't get to a keyboard. So remember, venetiaponder.com forward slash prosper. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much for sharing your time, talent, and treasure with us. Yes, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Awesomeness. <laughs> so, what? That's the, also the speech. Just get to the website about who's coming next, because we don't know anymore. Sure. We never knew. That's right. Very far in advance. Now we just don't know at all. So, <laughs> isn't that cool? Just much less to keep track of. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> but you know, do but subscribe, anyways. <laughs> So that you, you know, don't miss out. Join us again next time. But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. Have a good now, everybody. Join Jane and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.
you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question, how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.